Hi, hello, and welcome to Episode 2 of Beyond Strategy, an ACG National Capital Region podcast focused on leaders that drive innovation, enhance understanding, and achieve market-clearing outcomes in and around the D.C. area. I am Andy McEnroe of Raymond James's Defense and Government Investment Banking Team. And I'm Jen Wappas with the Infinity Wealth Management Group at RBC. Today we are excited to present to you Andy Maynard, CEO of Avantis Federal, a New Spring Capital portfolio company. Advantis is a mission-focused services and solutions firm headquartered in McLean, Virginia, with capabilities that include systems engineering technical services, data and software solutions, digital innovation, and augmented intelligence, to name a few. The company is an outstanding example of how private equity, coupled with robust executive leadership, can create an organization where the sum of the parts provides greater solutions to the market than individual standalone companies can. Advantis was initially formed in 2018 through the merger of E3 Federal Solutions and the Sentinel Company, and since that time has acquired five additional businesses to create what it is today. With over 25 years of executive leadership experience, Andy is no stranger to building and leading great firms. Previously, he served as managing partner of the U.S. Federal within IBM Global Business Services, where he led a $1.6 billion consulting solutions and technology business. Prior to the acquisition by IBM, Andy was the chief executive officer of NISC, a $200 million DC Capital Partners portfolio company focused on information management, services, and technology consulting for the federal market. I was so impressed with Andy's personal mission statement. He is never one to shrink to a challenge. It's the little things like just making your clients happy and taking care of his people by trusting his talent, especially during the integrations with new acquisitions. He even drops a few quotes from George Bush Bush and Coach K. Now, here is our conversation with Andy Maynard, CEO of Avantis Federal. We are excited to be joined today on Beyond Strategy by Andy Maynard, Chief Executive Officer of Advantis. Andy, thank you for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Andy. Before we dive into what you've been building at Advantis, I'd like to learn more about the Andy Mayner mission statement. What I mean by that is, what are the core values and goals that you set out to achieve for yourself as a leader? Well, that's a deep question. and We, I, we go deep here yes, early. <laughs> I, I really only want to do things that are at a really epic or challenging moment. I tend to, throughout my whole career, take on hardest challenges at the hardest moments I was in a war zone at age 23, and now in government contracting, as an example, I feel like it's at a massive inflection point for our whole business, our whole industry. And so the main or mission statement is take on hard things, uh, the hardest things that you can find. And then, of course, my George Bush upbringing, I worked for him for the first five years of my career, stay humble. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to just do stuff. Uh, I want to have a good blend of getting stuff done daily, but also try and be a little awe-inspiring. So I like a blend of of doing routines, but I also like to try and do something 
really extraordinary. Well, we'll certainly pull a few of those threads as we continue in this interview. You brought up your uh, public and private sector experience working for George H.W. Bush's administration for CBP and Department of Homeland Security. You know, I think many folks know that you've now, in your second iteration of a private equity roll-up, the first one being NISC, and then also had a stop at IBM in between. Uh, along those various stops, what are some of those key lessons that maybe you derived from your mission statement that you're now applying today at Advantis? There are some definite themes that have I've learned over time that exist in every job, whether you're in the pri private sector, public sector, you're doing a not-for-profit, whatever. And I learned a lot of that early in life uh, from President Bush. I certainly take all the hard tasks on first. I never delay, procrastinate. I always try and do the things that only I can do. And I talk to our our colleagues, employees about that. There are some things that only certain people can do and, and you have to do those really well. I also believe and spend a lot of my time forming a core team that's cohesive, transparent, honest with each other. That takes 30% of, of my day. Uh, and then, you know, the attempt to be uh, engaging and motivating, inspiring for people to make people want to work with you and, and share your vision. These are things I've done for 30 years. I've made small mistakes, big mistakes, medium mistakes, and I, I basically like to laugh at myself and then learn from them and move on. I, I know Jen's going to start to dig in here on Advantis in a second, but you brought up earlier an inflection point within the government contracting market. And, and back when you formed the two entities that, that, start, that kicked off the Advantis you know, path, if you will, E3 Federal and the Sentinel Company, there was a quote in the press release that I pulled out, and it said that the continuously evolving federal market is demanding mid-sized companies that can develop solutions for fast-moving missions and requirements. To succeed in this environment, we need to recognize the need to form optimal partnerships. Is that the inflection point you're talking about within the government contracting world? Do companies need to be able to tie various capabilities together to better serve the end customer? Well, the inflection point is is rooted right where you where you where you just mentioned. You, we cannot get our work done on behalf of the government the way we used to. People can keep trying; they can hang on to the past. It simply doesn't work. Doing great client delivery involves partnerships of every kind: partnerships with technology providers, prime sub. Sometimes you have to be a great sub. Sometimes you have to be the prime. Uh, you cannot go at this alone, and you have to bring the best technology and people to to your clients uh, every single day. And the part of the inflection, the second part of that inflection point is talent. We started, we invented horrific words in government contracting. Words like butts in seats, <laughs> slots. These are human beings, and every single one of them has and needs to have a career path. So gone is the day where you're just putting squads and platoons of people into a problem. Oh, I hope they do well. I'll check on them four times a year. This is a living, breathing ecosystem. And federal was, I think, a little slower to figure that out. But I think it's impressive what we're all doing right now as an industry for our people because gosh knows they deserve it.
That's that's amazing. So let's start digging into Advantis a little more. Um, as someone who specializes in marketing strategy, I can certainly appreciate the need for good branding. Uh, bringing when you started Advantis, you know it didn't exist a few years ago. You brought two companies together. How did you come up with the name Advantis Federal? Well, first of all, uh, I did. Uh, I'm a bit of a branding guy myself by background, and so, and I also had led a platform before and one of the key lessons learned from the first time was I wanted everybody to be a part of the new brand and so how do you do that well one is you don't brand it right away Mm -hmm. you let like the bulk of our employees have been there for the creation of that brand so I wanted them to be a part of it number one number two we looked at this for almost a year and the name came in month 11 we went through a rigorous process, as you would do on brand, to more talk about what do we want to stand for, what do we believe in, what are, how are we going to treat talent, how do we believe in the missions of the government. So everyone was so anxious in the room to get to the name, but the company that helped us made us go through exhaustive work on, no, who do you want to be? And I love that. I love that discipline. Uh, I suffer from... Let's go, let's go sometimes. And that was the greatest thing that ever happened. That said, Avantis comes out of two big thoughts. One, it comes out of the word advantage or advance. And the second part is really important to us was the was us. Us is about us doing it together, the we. And it all still stands for U.S., for our customer. We don't have customers in commercial. We don't. We serve the U.S. government full stop. And we're proud of that and we believe in it. And so that's where the name came from. And it, we really did it at, at year two where we had already acquired six businesses and we didn't want to be a NASCAR hood. We, we wanted to be a company. Exactly. And it really sounds like that. I mean, taking the time, figuring out who you are and bringing it together. I love that. And, and we've already kind of danced around this a little bit. So the two companies come together, E3 Federal and, and Sentinel. You then go on to add additional businesses, like-minded businesses, five acquisitions up until present time. Uh, take us back to the beginning. What brought the partnership with NewSpring together? You know, Did you pitch them on a vision or a thesis and then embark on this M&A warpath? Or was it more opportunistic <laughs> Uh, from a from an M and A uh, perspective, based on the assets that were in the market, well, I I knew the journey we wanted to go on, and, and the first thing I had to have was the two or three people that I have had long two decades relationships, and we have a senior team of people who I've worked with most most for more than fifteen years. People like Chris Blaine, Luann Pavko, uh, our people that Chad Kim, who so I wanted to have a core starting lineup if you use a baseball analogy i needed my starting five second in terms of a of of choice of capital which you mentioned our industry benefits from having enormous choice of the kinds of capital the tone of the capital and like everything we do the capital has to match the strategy not the reverse and new spring uh was it was a was a possibility for us but for me it was really based on trust they could flex on text at on on check size as well as for me uh, i really value speed and efficiency in our acquisition warpath and they work very smart very deliberate no wasted words no 
I didn't need to explain the intricacies of federal. Oh, what's sequestration? Oh, what's a CR? I wanted to move fast. I didn't want to be sitting with people uh, in mid-July somewhere going, oh, let me explain how the budget, you know, schoolhouse rock of federal budgeting. So speed and efficiency, high trust, high velocity. And then the final piece that every person in our market has to decide is what are you going to do with free cash flow? How much can you invest back in the business? So my point is we have been afforded the opportunity because of really strong organic growth to invest lots of treasure and time back into ITM, our, which is our talent uh, program, uh, technical differentiation, and that's allowing a, a cleared uh, data engineer to not have to be billable every minute of every day of every second. And so that investment, that makes a great company. And so once you have that thesis, well, there's an, it's not going to be for every capital provider. And NewSpring was just all bought into the thesis right from the beginning. And it seems like that thesis has continued to evolve. And in many ways, with this acquisition path that you've been on, you've added higher-end capabilities that can better serve the customer. Can you speak to the specialization that Advantis now brings to the market and maybe some of the capabilities for our audience that each of the acquisitions brought into the fold? Sure. Well, we try. We built our brand off of doing only the things we do well and doing them exceptionally well. So we're in the data, space, cyber, and missions. That's all we do. And I know that's pretty broad. But when you come down to M&A and you come down to who you want to be, it's, it's a little tighter. So we've been really, really focused on that. And we, from a, the best part of Avantis, is our capability set runs from really high-end data engineers all the way to program managing and everything in between and we love that breadth because that breadth, one, it creates career paths within the company, the most important thing. But second, when your customer adores you, as we say, you're going to get all more missions, more challenges. Because the thing we all have to recognize is that more is being asked of our government customer right now and any time in history. And we have to help them. We have to see them as enough about talking about ourselves, what's their profound change? Threats move quickly. We were all Indo-PACOM, and then what happened? Ukraine was invaded. I mean, we have to turn on a dime now. So we better be sitting there at our customer with that, with that tenacity and, and breadth. So that's a part I love about Avantis is the breadth of people and, and watching a person grow through a career path of someone who starts at a public trust level and ends in a full scope poly and might have done four clients. That's winning in, in my eyes. I love that you're talking about your people and people are often described as the most important part of any organization. Having success in the M&A acquisition game requires you to be able to blend cultures and you touched on this a little bit as well. How have you been successful in creating a common culture for the companies that join the team? Well, I love the question because I think it's very differentiated for us. And I think we give so much care to M&A. We do things such as we start very early. We're very humble. We do not come into our acquisitions with the, this is the way we do things. We learn from them. We try and show them our core values during even the acquisition process. And once you're at close, 
Uh, we just love to introduce them to the talent programs, the 16 to 20 that we have, and say, hey, which ones work for your people? Oh, we don't like these four. We love these four. Great, let's start there. One of our acquisitions right at COVID, couldn't believe we had Udemy, which is a great learning platform. Well, they were now working blue-gold shifts, like on one week, off one week, and they were doing Udemy training day one of COVID to get a new certification, to up their clearance level, et cetera. So we're super, as you can tell, we're super detail-oriented. Oriented. We don't kind of do big ideas. We we integrate, but we integrate at a, path, at a path that is comfortable for the acquisition and comfortable for us. And, and then to expand on that a little bit, how did you how did you learn to integrate that like that? Well, uh, school of PhD in the school of hard knocks. I <laughs> I, per, I personally have done now fifteen acquisitions myself mm-hmm. uh, over my career, and as important, I was also very much in charge of the integration of the Department of Homeland Security. And when you go through that, 2003 to 2005, you see. When you bring in, I'll give you an example, in CBP, bringing the border agencies together, when we started, when it finally became clear that what they cared about the most were things like, which gun? What's the patch look like? What's the flag? What's the overtime system? Once you get, once we were able to get at what really matters, yeah. people let their egos get into M&A, mm-hmm. and I think you have to be an M&A ego-free. I think you have to do custom. You have to be super steely-eyed about certain things. Cash, cash reporting, debt, mm-hmm. man, servicing your debt, of course. But when it, like, do you really have to care about Coach Krzyzewski? I just listened to a, a, a leadership podcast. And what the players all say about him is he cared about certain things. And the things he didn't need to care about, he let the players manage. Yeah. We do that there. We say to the companies we're buying, What's the most important thing? They might say, we want deeper recruiting, broader recruiting. They might say, we want talent programs. They might say, wow, we're really struggling on cash management. Or we need a new facility. We just had that happen. Well, that's where we're going to throw our time and treasure at, and we're going to show that quick win because they asked for it. Yeah, and you listen. You have to. You mentioned the School of Hard Knocks, and I did want to ask, how has this run-up with New Spring and Advantis been different than the D.C. Capital NISC experience? Well, I mean, it's all of us, we're just different people, uh, and I'm now 30 years in the business, and uh, I learned from some of the most humble leaders, starting with President George Bush, uh, through great... Uh, great mentors in our own space, people like Sue Gordon, Mike Daniels, people who have crushed it over decades. You you learn. And I think when you get to be my dinosaur age, you just <laughs> learn to learn and you learn to watch uh, and listen. And so, but I, I will tell you, Andy, the, the, doing it now versus NISC, it's almost, there's there's almost no similarities. The market's different. Talent is different. Millennials are different. The missions in the government are different. So I might have learned some core principles, but execution, uh, I like to tell our people, I have abdominal pain 60% of the days because what we're doing is so important and so fast-changing, 
And that's what gets me up every day. I love the rigor of trying to figure out this new market. You, you know, like when we were, you know, growing up, our parents, oh, I walked both ways to school in the <laughs> snow. I never wanted to be that guy. So I complained about millennials for like three minutes. And then I went, no, I'm not just going to, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm not, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to figure out what matters to them. And I'm not going to make fun of it. Are you kidding? It's, this, this is 45% of our workforce. Yeah. They deserve that custom approach. And so I love my job because every day I have to get up and I have to make millennials happy, Z happy, baby boomers happy. We have four <laughs> generations of people in the workforce right now. They all want something different, and I'm going to give it to them. So let's talk about the path forward then. What are the central tenets to Advantis's go-forward strategy and mission? Or said another way, what makes you successful here in 2022 and beyond? Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, we are a company that's growing organically 20% a year. That's, that's very rare in our market. That is all being done on the backs of exceptional people be, being engaged and then making their clients happy every that is so number one it's underlined bolded spotlight people forget that in our market 100%. you have to do the mission well you can fake it you can put stuff on your website you can go oh we're the best no so one we're executing at clients and, and we measure that through our employee engagement we went through in retention and believe it or not we would measure it through organic growth are our clients giving us more work second technical differentiation absolutely paramount you cannot skip it you cannot leave it for someone else to do but you also cannot overwhelm your clients so you got to come in you got to offer usable doable technology light get people comfortable and then then you can go from there and then an m a uh we will always be doing m a uh, that, that is something you can't go to rehab for uh, I'm in it, and uh, we're, we're in a process of closing a transaction right now that's going to fundamentally change a lot about our business. So that's the model. That That's fantastic. So you've worked in the public sector as well as for leading public companies. You've run private and private equity-backed companies. Can you compare com and contrast working in those different environments? It se seems like you bring both together. Well, I would need to... <laughs> I would need to give you a couple of George Bush-isms okay. because he taught me, the most important thing he taught, taught me, and I, I've spoken down at, at the school down at A&M, at, on, on, at his school several times, and they always ask, because now he's deceased, people always want to know him. And I said, he taught me something at age 22, which was treat celebrities like people and people like celebrities. I've never wavered from that. I'm the same person then that I am now. I will never change that. Uh, being my authentic self, being a servant leader, those it doesn't matter if I'm in government or private sector. Heck, I hope I'm in government again in my life. I hope I constantly am able to have the privilege to go back and forth. Um, I, you know, what do you get better at though? I think you get better at at being calm uh, and and everything that's thrown at us. What really matters? Well, where do you learn that? You might learn that from being a parent. You might learn that from being in the workforce, but what really matters is your son's B minus at school. Is that a do we need to do we need to tear down the whole family to, to figure out the B minus? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So I think I've learned context a lot better 
Uh, and then I would also say back to my point in the beginning that we have to do the things that only we can do. One of the things that I'm responsible for doing for this company is providing a vision, a vision that everyone knows. And I go to onboarding of our people every single Monday because I want them to know the vision. I want our recruiting. I sat with our whole recruiting team yesterday. I talked about our vision there because I want them talking about it. I don't want people to get here and go, God, I wonder what Avantis is up to. Uh, we're going to, I learned that transparency very early in life. Uh, I did go to business school to hone the craft a little bit, but these are core principles I've learned from great people. So help us with your vision. So what are the plans that you have for Advantis moving forward? I think we're trying to get some, you know, secrets into the marketplace. Oh, yeah. yeah. M&A plan. Uh, you know, we're, yeah. we're recording this today, and I, I see yeah. Sam Manis lurking over there, He's there, managing director at Raymond James, you know, taking some copious notes. Sam's never never far. We know we always <laughs> know he's going to be there. Look, uh, we, we first, we in our market had to rebuild the middle market. It, a lot of M&A had happened. I think customers are absolutely demanding the nimbleness of the middle market. So I believe so strong in building these muscular three to $600 million companies that can take on hard problems as we've done in cyberspace, data, et cetera. So I think there is a just a robust opportunity to, to bid there. So we will never stop acquiring and we will never stop taking, uh, reinvesting more than $5 million a year back into ITM, talent programs, and technical differentiation. So I'm wildly comfortable talking about it on this podcast because I always tell people, if you want to copy the strategy, you should because it's hard to do. You you can't wake up every quarter and go, hey, what are we doing about that? You got to do it every single hour of every single day, and it is very hard. So look for us to continue to grow organically, to do M&A uh, rapidly, uh, to be very interested uh, in order to be very interesting. There's been a lot of great life lessons in our conversation here today, but if we were to boil it down to one lesson that you've learned on the job that you think everyone should learn at one point in their life, what would it be? Every single success that happens to us is because of other people. And the faster you learn it and the faster that you celebrate those people, support those people, let them know they were part of that success. We've all been guilty of going into phases of our lives where we think it was us. It's never us. Not ever is it a single person. And I have built Avantis. I'm proud of where we are. We're, we're really we're starting to nudge towards $400 million top line. Well, that's a metric. What I love is 54% of our hires in the first quarter were referrals. What I love is we hired 440 people last year. What I love is that we had $400 million of TCV. Those are metrics. I love our in employee engagement scores continue to go up. It doesn't mean they're perfect. In fact, sometimes they're not even approaching good, <laughs> but they're trending up. That's the stuff I want to be measured on. Are our employees building their careers here? Uh, we had 60 high-end engineers at high-end classified customers move programs last year. That's called career velocity. That's not parking a butt in a seat. That's going, what's interesting to you now? Oh, you want to be in the data mission. Oh, no, you want to be in the space mission. Oh, you want to be in the cyber mission. These are high-end practitioners in our business, and they have to be treated like that. And, and that, that is why I get up every day. 
Andy, we end all of our interviews with maybe the most important question, and that is, what is the most important thing we should know about you, Andy Maynard? Well, I, I'm just in an epic journey to never take myself too seriously. I, I try very hard to mix the right amount of seriousness with a lot of fun. I give myself crazy personal challenges each year. One of them didn't go so well. I was in a very serious horse accident in Peru, 2012, left me hospitalized for a long time in South America. Last uh, four years ago, I went dog sledding in the Arctic. Um, I am a rocking avid hockey parent that watches every single game all around the country. So I love the blend of personal and professional, and I love to be there to support my family, watch them grow. Uh, but I also love to constantly challenge myself. Fantastic. Well, this has been an, a very enjoyable conversation. Certainly appreciate you, Andy, taking the time. This was fun. Thank you both. Thank you. Well, that was a great conversation, Jen. Andy, very passionate about the mission, about the country, and about his company, Advantis Federal. I think we could have talked to him all day. He was fantastic. Well, thank you again to Andy Maynard, CEO of Advantis Federal, for joining us for this episode of Beyond Strategy and ACG National Capital Region podcast. We also want to thank you for joining us today and hearing everything that Andy had to say about the marketplace, his company, as well as his leadership strategy. For Jen Wapis, I am Andy McEnroe, reminding you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your content. We look forward to having you join us next time on Beyond Strategy.